Thank you for listening to another edition of Where Are You Podcast. I am Teresa Fon. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I can't even do it. Well, well see. go ahead and finish it. Let's <laughs> I hello, it's me, baby, it's me. I think I'm singing in the wrong harmony. Yeah. Isley Brothers did a phenomenal job with that song. Okay, damn. See, I didn't even know that. So for those of you who have been listening <laughs> consistently to our episodes, usually Geneva likes to open it up uh, with, the, with the song, and I try to correct it. I did not. I, I didn't get that one. I am familiar with the Isley Brothers. Yeah, but... they have a song called Hello, It's Me that I just found out maybe a couple weeks through my stepdad. Okay. So... See? Shout out to the oldies. Old hey, parents, hello. They, they know all the goodies. Because you know I like to say hello. But anyways, hello, y'all. It's Geneva. Yes, yes. With another episode. Yeah, glad to glad to be with you doing this episode. I feel I feel lighter than than last week's, mm. or than last time we recorded the financial episode. I don't know. I was a little tense about that. And I, I feel like I carried that into the episode. So how did you feel about that one? Um, I felt like I was really, really transparent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I opened my heart with that episode to let you guys know where I am financially because people really don't talk about their finances. Seriously, especially, um, and I think you really shed light on it, um, especially with what you do on Instagram and Twitter, just like bringing light to your the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know? It's real yeah. out here. You know, it may be all glitzy and glamoury online, but in real life, you know. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's real, real life. Like I said, I was an entrepreneur for like a month, and then I was like, all right, this ain't for me. So yeah, props to you job. for all of that. It's a job. Speaking of entrepreneurship, I want to give you a clap. Thank you. Thank all the claps you. in the world. Shout out. You completed your 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 event. Yeah. Payton Sip. You want to tell the folks? I had a Payton Sip event yes. out in Seattle. Thanks to all who came out and showed up and showed out. We sold 25 tickets. Um, and that was great. Yeah. Everybody had a good time. That shit adds up. What? <laughs> um, everybody had a good time. Everybody partied. There was a lot of dancing, drinking, painting, and we vibed. And I want to thank you all for coming. And I'll be having some more next year. Yeah. So hopefully I'll see y'all there. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to, to make sure that I come to your paint and sips. Yes. We got to paint and sip. See, see <laughs> usually I'm like... If there ain't going to be no naked men's there. Oh, we're going to throw one of those. Okay. I'm trying to get you to be one of the naked men's. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sip my tea over here. Ah, that's funny. So I'm looking for some naked men's that want to model. <laughs> so if you want one of those, slide in my DMs and tell me you a naked man. But was this your first paint and sip? Or? No, oh, okay. I had um, a few. I had some in D.C. And then this is my second in Seattle. This was a better turnout than last year. Hmm. Or the last time. It wasn't last year. But um, yeah, it was great. It was great. Any, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, any differences between like how it was out in D.C. versus how it was in Seattle? Um, Just like people who came the demographic you know no it was the same demographic yeah. it was a lot of black people right black <laughs> people showed up in seattle too really there yes. are there are black people in seattle what oh my god there gosh. is a good amount of us i did not know that <laughs> but yes there was a good i mean all the guests were black except one except one and that's that's you don't see that much out here yeah it's beautiful but that that is like a common misconception that right. like Usually when, when when I talk to people who are out of town and I say, oh, I'm from Seattle, they're like, oh, you're from Seattle? Like, 
black people live in Seattle? Right. That's such a, that's such a huge comment. Do you hear Listen, that often? I do, I do. Which introduces us to the episode of Where Are You Physically? Come through, Segway. Hey! <laughs> so, like you said, I get that question a lot. Is black people live in Seattle? Right, right. Why do you think we why do you think we get that? I was like, yeah, plenty of black people live in Seattle. Like there Seattle is is definitely has a black demographic, a history of, of, of blackness and but I understand why there's like a common misconception because usually when Seattle is presented in like you know, mainstream, I think of like Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Um so many people like when especially in college, like mentioned would always mention Grey's Anatomy, like the reasons why they moved to Seattle or came to uh, college in Seattle or in Washington was because of Grey's Anatomy. And when, these are black people saying this? No, not not necessarily black people. Oh. Just, just people in general. Okay. Um, so I, I, I use that example to say, like, Seattle is presented in a very, like, generic, mm, generic yeah. way. And I don't think it's, it's not like L.A. or, like, New York right. or Detroit or D.C. where, like, black life is extremely prominent right. in those areas. Right. And it's, like... I don't want to say celebrated and appreciated because it's celebrated and appreciated here, but um, I can definitely say when I've been to those other areas in like L.A. or D- or Detroit or New York, like it just seemed like blackness in those areas. It's I don't know. It, yeah, it recognized. It shows up. It's recognized. Yeah, yeah recognized I mean, is the I feel proper like word. It is appreciated out here, mm-hmm. but it's to find black people, you got to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to look under a couple rocks under like. Right. So I think so. Before we get into this, for the listeners out there, I am a Seattleite. Geneva, yourself, you mm-hmm. are, a I guess, a Seattleite. You know, you don't you, take that just because I'm a little south. I'm still from Washington. When Seattle. people when people ask you where you're from, do I you say, say Seattle. Okay, why don't you say where you're actually from? <laughs> where am I actually from? You tell me where you're actually from. <laughs> <laughs> I want to well, let the people I, know where you're actually from. Are you a true Seattleite? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was born in um, what's that big hospital? Dang, I can't even think what the hospital I was born in. No, okay, now where you were born, Geneva, <laughs> where you grew up, where you grew up. Well, I grew up in a little bit in Seattle, but then I majority of the time was in Federal Way. You are tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> majority in Federal Way, but like if people are from Washington, mm-hmm. then I'll tell them Federal Way. But when I'm traveling, nobody's gonna know what Federal Way is. Definitely. So I'm from Seattle for sure. So so <laughs> Seattle in general, just Washington in general, is a very like unknown state seattle's a very unknown city you know you look at us in the map we're just sort of off in the corner there you know it's cloudy it's rainy that's usually you know we've got the space needle that's you know usually the 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 stereotypes that come with seattle but going deep into it of 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 blackness so growing up in seattle how was it for you as a as a a black person well we're going to um make this broad yeah growing up in washington because okay we both went to school in Lacey, right so For sure. we should talk about Washington as a whole. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Washington, it was challenging. I really had to question my blackness a lot. Um, I well, felt well. When did you question your black? You're, so you questioned your blackness at seven, eight years old. I questioned my blackness <laughs> when I was in middle school. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I went to a school in Federal Way, and um, there was a few black students there. But during the time my family moved to Federal Way, it wasn't many black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I would go to school, I would notice a lot of like white girls getting like people writing truth or dares or, you know, the yes or no dating, you know, like when we're in middle school, we want to look at boys and boys look at us or boys, boys, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so 
so I never really received that. And so I always question and I look at like my best friend at the time who was a white girl and I'm just like, what is different from her? My booty was growing and I was more chocolate. And there were times where I would just cover my butt in my school uniform. Like mm. every time I stood up out of my seat, I will pull my sweater over my butt just so nobody could see it. Because I wanted to fit in. You know, I don't want to be the... I didn't know what I would be if people seen it. Right. But. So it was compounded with like your blackness also with your womanhood and sort of coming into All that. So it. that's like All a combination of, of a lot of things I'd imagine. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at it that way. Yo, that's deep. It's right? funny that you mentioned Federal Way when you first moved out there was, you know, majority white. And it's funny how it's changed now. And we'll get into sort of the topic of gentrification because, you know, you go south now, Federal Way Kent, Renton, Des Moines, Tacoma, Tacoma yes. like chocolates, chocolate city essentially. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't dig oh, that far. Okay. But <laughs> they are more chocolate or Latin, you know. But that's but. that's so common. It's um, it's as the as this as the as this city progresses, particularly Seattle, um, with gentrification and, and just the rapid technology growth. Um, a lot of the people who used to live in the city were black people, people of color, and unfortunately they're not able to afford. Mm. Well, we all know the, we all know how gentrification works, unfortunately. We've, we've talked about it so much that it sort of just seems like a one of those inevitable things right now. And I don't want to seem powerless about it, but, you know, it, it it's unfortunately just a, a, a system that's set up. So it's just funny how, like, how the city originally was viewed as a negative because people of color and black people were living there. And now that the city has progressed... And that other cities progress, and it becomes more um, aesthetically pleasing, mm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, Seattle is the most beautiful, or Washington is the most beautiful state. Right. And I've seen a lot of states. Washington is the most beautiful state I've ever been. But would I live here all my life? I don't know. For sure. I've, I've, I've grappled with that decision. And, uh, and if I can go back to um, the original thought on, on just the city... It's just funny how, you know, that that works and it's unfortunate. But back to living in Seattle, I I grapple with that. Like, I would love to, like, settle down and, like, I guess retire from whatever it is that I'm doing and just, like, live here in Seattle. Really? Yeah, like, I, you know, you get all seasons here. Um, Weed is legal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, and as much as I question my blackness here, like, I, I still feel there's, like, I still feel safe here. Um, and that's mostly be- as as a black gay man and just comfortability, just knowing the area, knowing these areas mm. and, you know, just being comfortable in this area. So I'm, I think I would want to retire here in And Seattle. what makes you feel comfortable here? Because I would say I don't feel comfortable here. Yeah, yeah. What makes you feel comfortable here? And I, I, and I feel like I've been able to get over the overwhelming whiteness. And I didn't mm. realize, you know, Seattle was really overwhelmingly white until going to Lacey um, and then coming back and just sort of seeing the, the rapid change. We're sort of jumping from place to place. I'm trying to keep it on the same track here. No, it's okay. <laughs> I believe people are following along. Okay, okay. Because okay. <laughs> I'm following along. Right, right. But, you know, we're, 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 two diff- we're, on, we're on two different planes here <laughs> than, than the rest of everyone else. Like, no, no, no. But, um, so, yeah, at, it was really, like, around the time, 2011, 2012, after I graduated high school, um, went to college and came back that I was like, damn, Seattle is, it's it's different. And I think for me growing up in Seattle, um, I was very much in the 
diversity bubble. Mm. So I was exposed to so many um, cultures and ethnicities, and that's and that's props to to my mom for working for the city, um, working for the parks department, and just being going to different like events, cultural events, and just being able to. Um, like go out in nature, you know, camps right, and like nature right. walks and things like that. So I'm very fortunate to have experienced Seattle in a very um, broader uh, view, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and that goes back to just being comfortable and right. wanting to stay here and, and like wanting to retire here because um, I've been able to experience, like I, I do enjoy Seattle and like I love Seattle. And even though it may not love me back, and even though it's currently in the process, Indeed. yeah, even though it's currently in the process of trying to like push me out, um, you know, I, I, I still love it, and like I still want to be here. I still want to remain here. That's beautiful. That is beautiful, man. I'm so, not trying to sound poetic here. I, I love it. Snap, just, snap, it, snap. Hey, it is. It is what it me, is. It's just this, this bittersweet love with Seattle, mm-hmm. like. I love nature, but I wasn't privileged to go to these culture events. I'm now just finding these culture events. I'm just now finding other black people and black events that I can show up and show out. Like, I felt like I was odd. Mm. (laughs) Like, I I wasn't the same as other black people here, like, growing up in Federal Way that were into smoking or drinking at the time. I wasn't into that. I wanted to read. I wanted to write, Mm -hmm. be at home. And I couldn't find anybody that wanted to write poetry with, you know, that wanted to go in nature. I'm just now going to nature. My family wasn't into that, you know? So the stuff, the gems of Seattle, I'm just now figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and it's, it's really cool, like, hearing your perspective on it because, going back to, to me and my perspective and how I was able to, to experience those types of things, it, it's normalized for me. So when mm. I hear other people talk about it, it's like, damn, you know, like, um, not to say like, wait, you didn't, <laughs> you, you didn't right. do that. Or like, you don't have a parent that works for parks, you know, right, recreation because, right. you know, there, there are some, some benefits that come with that. So it's, it's really like interesting hearing the different perspectives of black people growing up in Seattle. Mm. And I think that's why, like, I want to remain here is because I've had, um, yeah, like I've, I've, I just love it. You know? That's amazing. I want to dig into the idea mm-hmm. of what you said. You said that I'm going to stay here regardless of if they're trying to kick me out. Yeah. Like that is powerful. And that can, you can see that in so many different areas of life mm-hmm. instead of like not just Seattle. But you say that about Seattle, why is that? Like, yes, you feel comfortable, but there's something else calling you. Because just because I'm comfortable, if somebody keeps on pushing me out, I don't want to keep on hearing them, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, going deep into this. It, it's it's also just like um, reading on the, the legacy of Seattle, especially mm. some of the black pioneers and the um the struggles that they went through in order to maintain their their rights here and also just their their ability to create generational um to have generational families here um that's something that really inspired me really inspires me and it's something that like I that's one of the reasons why I want to continue to remain here in in Seattle not just like living here like physically but like Doing something of purpose here. That's amazing. And being able to maintain not just a space for us, but just carve out, 
I don't want to say carve out, but just to realize that Seattle is is for us as well, mm. and not not just Seattle, Washington is for us as well. Right, right. Um, because if we continue to you know allow you know, like these, these groups to come in and, and take, you know, take our housing and, and take, you know, areas that black people and people of color normally go to, like um, like hookah, hookah bars or community centers, things like that that are, that are relevant to us, that continue mm-hmm. to be torn down. Like it's, it's an onus on us, this, this generation in particular, to want to build, right, right. Um, to build new and also to maintain what we have what's you know still left um so to me it's yeah it's bigger than just like living here i want to be able to create an impact that'll last for generations in seattle that's powerful because like when i go out now in these networking events with other black individuals when i tell people that i'm from seattle they look at me in amaze Mm -hmm. because a lot of times they're from somewhere else like atlanta or dc or philly and they'd be like wow I never really meet any black people from Seattle. Right. So me saying that, my black people from Seattle, we need to come back. Seriously. And show out. Yeah. It's time to build. Mm-hmm. They're kicking us out and it's time to build. And that's powerful because I was just earlier talking about I don't see myself being here. Mm. But you saying that, it makes sense. Like, I need to be here and I need to continue to build. And I can still build in different places. Mm-hmm. But Seattle's home. Yes, and that's super important too because I was very much on the same um, mindset is you, especially coming out of college of like, oh, I want to live in like the East Coast or I want to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to live in these particular places. And, and in some cases, I still do. You know, I want to be able to experience those areas. But also um, later on, I realized the, the importance of remaining here, especially as black people and like maintaining a space for us. I want to say space, maintaining, um, just maintaining Seattle for us and, yeah. and building and and. For, for generations to come. And so that's, so for me, like the whole like living in different areas, like I've really like have come to peace with if I'm not, if I don't mm-hmm. live in those, if I don't like live in LA or if I don't live in New York. Um, I experienced living on the East Coast for a little bit and that was okay. Um, but if I'm not able to live in those areas, I'm I'm okay with that because I know like there's a reason why I'm here. That's deep. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the Black Panthers was here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like rich history. I mean, I I grew up in the Central District, the right. historical Hendrix, the like, historic, come on now. the historical Central District drop. of Seattle, Washington. You know, I mean that that's that's home of so many like musicians. Like it's, the Central District was Jazz Alley, like Ray Charles, Quincy Jones, um, who went to Garfield, Jimi Hendrix, Aretha Franklin, James Brown came through. Like so many, like I, I, I love listening to the stories of my my grandparents, my mm. grandparents, and my grandmother and her sisters. Like uh, I have about six, seven great aunties, and I, when I'm around them, I try as much to to soak in, you know, their stories of, and I like, and I love yes, asking, yeah, and I love yes, asking them about like, you know, what would you, what would you typically do on a, like a Friday or a Saturday night, That's and they'd be amazing. like, oh, we go out to so and so, and we'd see just name drop, you know, like legends, wow, you know, just like. Oh, we go see Aretha Franklin for like five dollars, seven dollars. You know, just like things like seven dollars. Yes, <laughs> yes. And wow. so, and so, like, you go to the CD now, and none of that is mm. there. None of that history 
is there. It's 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 maintained it's maintained at the Northwest African American Museum. That's that's a plug right there for anybody who comes to Seattle. Please check out the Northwest African American Museum. It's a Museum. beautiful museum. It's really awesome. It, it's in a historical um, building. It, it actually currently houses um, low income families, so that's really cool at the top. But originally, the building used to be a high school. It was called Coleman High School, um, and it was majority uh, black people of color students that went there. Um, and I think they actually like had an uprising there in like the 70s or 60s mm. and they shut it down. And so like years, like 30, 40 years later, they opened up the museum. And so that's what that's the backstory. Yes, knowledge on that. come through. Come <laughs> that's through. the backstory on that. Um, <laughs> but growing up in this, in this in the central district and just like learning so much history there um, and just realizing like my place um, as an artist and as a journalist, especially mm-hmm. documenting the times past and current. Um, it's like yeah, like I'm I'm here for a reason. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know? Is your family from Seattle? Um, yeah, like my maternal side, my mom's side is originally from Idabel, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and my dad's side is my uh, grandparents, my nana and papa were born in Kingston, Jamaica, and my dad was born in uh, the UK. I didn't know you were Jamaican. Blah, you didn't blah, know. Blah. You didn't know I was Jamaican. <laughs> Really? Wow. And I've known you for years. Yeah. I did not know you were Jamaican. Really? No, I did not. How? I just, I just thought you was black. <laughs> I mean. I mean, sure. This is, you you know, Jamaican, black, black, Jamaican, black, yeah, Jamaican. It's, it's the same, same, thing. You know, same thing, essentially. <laughs> but really, you didn't know that? No. Oh. It's cool to know that you you know your history. Right, right. So, but, but what about what about you? My family is from Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana, my mother's side. And then my dad's side is from Alabama. Um, The way my mother's side, I know more about their story. The way my mother's side got here was my grandma and my grandpa packed up their car because they heard of just better jobs. And they drove from Louisiana here and left my mother back in Louisiana for, I think, a year. And then went to go back to pick her up. And then started a family. <laughs> yeah, that's so common for, for families back then to just like the husband be like, well, I'm, I'm going to head out and get a job. See you in about a year and a half. Right. You know, right, maybe. Right. Like, and the wife would be like, okay. Well, no, the wife before. went, went. Oh, the wife yeah, went. Yeah, my grandma okay. went. My mother didn't. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, but I hear a lot of stories about that's how people migrated to Washington. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did your family migrate it out here? Um, jobs. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's very, I think that's, like, a lot of the, like, our parents' generation, their their parents, like, mm. how they came to Seattle was just through jobs. You know, a better opportunity, leaving from, like, the South. Ain't that probably. crazy? Yeah. It's, they and moved I mean, out here for better opportunity, and now there's better, <laughs> there's really good jobs in Washington. For sure. But now they're kicking us out. Yeah. Oh, this is sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is sad. Right. So, okay, we're going to move a little forward because I have a question. How how did you feel about going to a PWI in Washington State? Oh, man. Okay, so a little bit of backstory. So I went to all the schools that I went to in Seattle were mostly, like, black students. Mm, um, really? Yeah, Lucky. Black, black students are, you know, Asians, uh, Mexicans, Africans, um, all types. And so that, that was throughout you know, elementary school, middle school, and especially in high school. What was, elementary did you go to? I went to Martin Luther King Elementary okay. School. So yeah, just like so, I want to so, just like in every you know every like 
city has like a MLK street, you know, <laughs> like Seattle has an MLK street too. Okay. You know, we got those. black people. Yep. You know like, why there's MLK. You know, we got corner stores, you know, <laughs> you know, we got hair salons, we got all that, you know, it's here, it's prominent in Seattle. But, um, so, uh, yeah, I went to Martin Luther King Elementary School, went to Meany Middle School, Franklin High School, where I was really exposed to like so many different cultures. Mm. And then, um, going to St. Martin's, where there is literally like you can count on two hands how many black people there were. Right. You know, I remember going to the um, what was it? Not Ohana, but it was like the Summer Bridge program. Were you in the Summer Bridge program? Mm-mm. Okay, so I was in the Summer Bridge program, and that was essentially like gathering all the black people, people of color, mm. <laughs> and giving us you know just the the ground the ground rules of Saint Martin's. And I remember one of the counselors was like. We were sitting all in a circle, and one of them was like, this is probably going to be, like, the last time all of us are going to, you know, like, be able to see each other on That's campus. That's like, counselor? Yeah, wow. like, this is all of, like, this was is... Was the counselor black, too? Yeah, like, oh. this is all the, like, this is all the color you're going to see on school, so, like, get used to it. And I remember just being like, damn, all right. But at the time, I was very much... Um, I mean, I, I've always been very secure in my blackness, but I was always very much, like... Um, a, di- a diversity king, <laughs> if mm. that makes sense. So very much like all encompassing. Still am in some cases, um, but I, I was very much. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm open to the idea of being around white people. That's that's normal for me. Is you know going to Seattle and just like being in other areas of Washington. That's fine, but I didn't realize till I left like how much it really took a toll on me. <laughs> you know, you just telling? um. Because it really made you, it, it makes you begin to question just like your, your, your place as a black person in this world, you know. I, I didn't really have to question my blackness when I was around other black people or maybe That's other deep. around other people of wow. color. Despite the anti-blackness that comes from other people of color, you know, I wasn't necessarily seeing that. But it was, it was prominent when I was getting that at St. Martin's um, and in subtle ways. And not, and sometimes not even at St. Martin's. It would be just like in the city, like in Lacey, mm-hmm. like going to Target, you know, going to the store. So definitely walking down the street. Yeah, that's definitely. that's how it was. That's how it was for me. And um, you know, we we yeah. both went there too. So yeah, you know what's you so were the crazy? President of that school. The first black female president of Shout St. Out. Martin's. Come <laughs> but you know what's crazy is that you're exp- being from the same state. Our experiences are totally different. Yeah. I, for majority, okay, I went to T.T. Minor. Shout out. <laughs> I went to T.T. Minor. My, my stepdad was a, a teacher. He was my fifth grade teacher. That's <laughs> but after that, I was majority of the time, I was the only black student in my classes. Mm. And that was from sixth grade and beyond. Mm. So to hear you saying that you felt comfortable in your blackness is crazy. Like my high school, I um, served on a leadership board. And I ran for one of the positions, um, I forgot, activities coordinator. And I was the only black person on the leadership board. And then I'm, I was used to it. Yeah. I was used wow. to always being the token. And so going to St. Martin's University, that was my norm. Mm. That was my norm. But what I would say, it was more challenging. Because what, with Washington State, they have this watered-down racism. 
Oh, we're going deep. We're going to mm. dig deep into that later. But it's this watered down racism, and that's what I experienced. But when I hit St. Martin's, it was blunt. Yeah. Yes. When mm-hmm. I was running for these like <laughs> government mm-hmm. positions, like being BSU president and UVP, like going around passing the signs out and having one of the students with the Confederate flag in his in his dorm room, right? Mm-hmm. Um running for student body president and I got the position. One of the ladies whose name was on one of the buildings telling me being a black woman just doesn't do it anymore after I told her I wanted to go to law school. Wow. Um talking into the board meetings, being the only black person in the board meetings, sitting quiet but having all these questions and all these concerns that I want to talk about my black people, but the higher power is telling me to hush. You know, like constantly dealing with that. That is like my story. And so it's kind of, I don't want to say that I'm jealous, but at the same time, that's no. why I left DC, left to DC. Right. It's like, because I didn't have that out here. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but I want that here. And when I, now that I'm back, I see it more, but it's not black people from Seattle. Right. You know, so it's just, it's crazy to me, but I still feel like it's a competition. When it comes to our black folks in Seattle, because I feel like everybody is grinding, but not everybody wants to collab. Mm. So I, I've said a lot, and there's a lot of things that I want to dig deep. In yeah, it. yeah. In particular, <clears throat> I want to deep dig deep into the watered down racism. Yeah. Have you ever experienced? Oh my water- gosh! <laughs> so much, so much, and, and I didn't, you- and I didn't realize that it was like watered down racism until you know Saint Martin's wow. Lacey being in that getting out of that bubble, you know, and just going to the store and, like, being looked at, you know, or being followed. Um, it's just, like, why? You know, like, I'm <clears throat> just, like, knowing me, like, I'm not going to steal. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm not um, going to do anything negative. Like, I'm, I am I know who I am, and, like, I'm not going to steal. So that was always very, like, regardless of how I see myself, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just always going to be viewed as – or not – to some, I'm just going to be viewed as another black person, you know? And the thing is, nothing's wrong with that. And there's that. absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm glad but, to be another black person. Right, but the unfortunate, but that also comes with the, the, the negative connotations. With a target on your back. Yeah. All the fucking exactly. time. Exactly, exactly. I remember one time at St. Martin's, um, and yes, I feel bad, because I did, I did like St. Martin's. St. Martin's blessed me with great friendship. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking as in, like, I'm bad, but St. Martin's blessed me, and I'm glad. I don't regret it or anything like that, but the experiences that I went through need to be shared. So one of the experiences, I was in um, this class, and it was me and another black student. And after the class, I just didn't understand what the professor was talking about, so I went to the office. And you know what this professor told me, Tarek? He was like, I will not take you as a student to come talk to me after class. Wow. And I looked at him. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? I kind of have an idea of who that professor is. Don't we know? I know. But was it a monk? Yes. Okay. And he was a monk, which makes it even worse. Did this monk have like a distinguished? Tall. Yeah. Okay. I already know who he's talking about. Because (laughs) that, because, okay, go ahead. Because that same professor kind of said something that looking back on it, I was like, oh, that's definitely like (laughs) a microaggression or just like subtle racism. But go ahead. Listen, no, that's all I had to say. It's oh. just I'm tired. <laughs> right. Okay, so if if we're on the same same train of thought of that same professor, um, 
he uh, called me into his office. This was, this was like towards the end of the semester. So we had done like our, our final or whatever. And he was like doing like wrap ups with each student. So it was my time to go to his office. And so we're talking or whatever and it, it's over. It was my plot was he philosophy professor mm-hmm. oh yeah dang okay. you over here y'all getting the real real the yep. raw truth. all right so yeah it's the same guy so um as i was leaving he's like you know Tere, you're you know your your parents you know your parents must be really good people you know your parents raised you really right you're a good one and at the time i took that as a compliment um i saw that as him saying like my parents did a good job raising me and like looking back on it a few years like a few years later I was like damn like that was it might have been based off of like how he might have viewed black parenting mm. or might have viewed like like other black students and you know by saying that I was one of the good ones you know, it's like, well, what does that mean? I'm one of the good ones. Well, you hear what he said to me, so I must have not did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> at the time, it's like I took that as a compliment, and I was actually really honored not to not to have get, the, get have this compliment from like a white man, but to get this compliment from a professor mm-hmm. who I who I respected for his for his knowledge and what he was teaching us. So I, I took that as as such, but just realizing those words. Right, you know, and having and having those those particular phrases shouted to us constantly, like when we're growing up or just throughout our lives, you know, it's like, like, oh, you're different from one of the other ones, or you know, you're, you know, you were raised different. You that know? eats up. Yeah, it eats up. Yeah. You. Um, I remember, and that professor had so many roles at the university. I don't know if he still does. Like, he um, one of the roles was. Our senior thesis, he was the person who picks out whose senior thesis gets to be presented. And so my senior thesis was police bias in Washington State. And I was so excited. And the professor who helped me, he was excited too. He really liked my presentation. He was like, you need to submit this. And you know I submitted it. And you know what happened. Mm. They did not. And the reason why they said, oh, we don't feel like this is needed we don't feel like this is going on. This doesn't really even happen in Washington State. Mm, wow. But I'm like, read this shit and you will know you that understand. it does. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. So turn the blind eye to it. And but yeah, that that's that's Washington that's Washington like race relations right there. Just sweep it under the rug and think like, oh, you know, we're super diverse. We're this diverse state, diverse city in Seattle. Like look at us inviting all of these ethnicities and races in, but at the same time it's like redlining is still a thing. Mm. Redlining still exists. You know, define redlining. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll try to give my grade one we'll <laughs> definition of, of redlining. So from so from what I can gather, it's essentially um, housing authorities sec- sectioning off particular areas, and this this happens everywhere, not just in Seattle, um, and it's is really pr- prominent in Detroit. When I was out there, I, I read a lot about that Detroit redlining. So essentially, it's um, the housing authorities in the city um, sectioning off particular areas, um, and so based off of like affluency. So, um, if I can drop drop Seattle names here that most of our listeners probably won't recognize, but like Ballard is a more affluent 
um, neighborhood as opposed to uh, maybe uh, Othello, mm. you know, which is more, which is home to more like uh, black people and people of color, mm. whereas Ballard is um, the, the majority demographic is white people. And so when redlining was, was really enforced, it made it difficult for black people to try to find housing in these more affluent areas simply because of where they came from and just the color of their skin and just um, housing people not wanting them to, to live in these areas because they thought that it would, it would bring down the, the property value of these areas. So that's essentially what redlining is, keeping um, people who are viewed, than, viewed as less than out of the areas in order to keep the property value up on these areas. And that's why, like, Ballard and Fremont, these, like, historical areas in Seattle are still existing because they have generations and generations of wealth just, like, pouring through them just like families and they're able to maintain these areas whereas the central district and the south end is just like being taken over completely wow so that's deep i hope that was it (laughs) (laughs) i believe it sound right right i know right it sounded good shit (laughs) (laughs) so it's like black people do live in seattle and we're dealing with racist folks we're dealing with police bias mm-hmm. with dealing with redlining you know we're we're here mm-hmm. and we need you black folks from seattle to come back don't just be uh-uh, anti-seattle but come out and show out especially when you make them big bucks because yeah. i know you guys is traveling making that money come back and bring some of that your money okay because <laughs> We need you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you, Teray. You have showed me that I need to, like, just have something here, yeah, place some feet here. Exactly. You know, I'm exactly. not going to run away from home. Mm-hmm. And and it and for me, it really, um, it really hit hit me home, so to speak, when I was in Detroit, um, and struggling out there, just like struggling to find a, a basic job. You mm. know, it's like working at a grocery store. I was I was struggling to do that. And I knew, like, here, going back to that comfort, like, I know how to navigate here. Mm. So, like, I know how to, you know, find a job here. I, I know the language here. It's easier for me to just, to you know, do that here if I need to find a, a job like that. Um, damn, I lost my track of thought. I feel like you need to teach a course on how to <laughs> how to trade the language. Okay. Because I don't think people know. I don't know the language. Right. So. I, well, shit. I got, I got my thought back. There we go. So, so when I was in Detroit struggling, I realized, like, damn, I don't really have a base here in Seattle. Mm. So that's what I've been doing ever since I came back, was just establishing a base here. That's what we're doing with this podcast. That's what we're doing with radio. That's um, what you're doing. So Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And like I said before, it's like you can have a base here and you can have bases at other places. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can move around and that's what I plan on doing. Yeah, I really... Plan on owning homes around the world. I Come on, let's mindset. manifest that. Let's, let's manifest. I love okay? that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so my question to you, Trey, is there black people in Seattle? Hell yeah, there's black people in Seattle. <laughs> Plenty of us out here. Come say hello. Please come visit <laughs> us. We're going to be more open about these events because when yes. people do visit, I want them to show the black experience. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have you join me on one of my vlogs, and we're going to do oh, yeah? a black yeah, Seattle black experience. Let's do that. So that people can know where to go, like Isaiah's, mm-hmm. okay? I, I, like Phillies, okay? Oh, Get oh, you a Philly I'm sandwich. I'm hungry right now. <laughs> Catfish Corner. Catfish Corner. Oh, come man. on now. Like, come Nate's on. They, chicken and waffles. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Get See? some good soul food cooking. See, like... 
Seattle is just like a combination of Southern, East Coast, and West Coast black life all Ooh. mixed together. I just, I just thought of that. I like that. I just thought of that. <laughs> it really is, though. Like, <laughs> it it's, is. it's just a mixture of everything. And I think that's and why. And nature. Yeah. yeah. Can, oh, my god. We can hike together, black people, because black people hike. Okay. We need to be spokesperson for Seattle. <laughs> Give us some goddamn uh, sponsorship oh, money or something. Look at okay, us. Okay, Phillies. It's like, just kidding. But no. Listen, we need to be one with nature. Mm-hmm. We need to go support these black businesses. We need to go to these black-owned expos. Like, we need to be with black folks and come together, collab, create. Because when we do that stuff, it's big. we have no choice. Yeah, seriously. But we're going to show the fuck out. No choice but to acknowledge us. Okay. You know? All right. Or, like, no, or no choice but to leave us the fuck alone, which is okay. Hello? I'm totally fine with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Yes. Any other comments before we end this episode? You know what? We, we, we sort of were ended it on a, on a bad note, but we, we picked it up, and so I'm good right now. Yes, that was a perfect. Yes, like, that was a perfect Y'all, ending. we name-dropped hella places that you guys need to go <laughs> when you get there. Check out that African-American museum. Please okay? do. Please do. What are some of your like favorite... Um, we didn't drop any nature parks. What about nature areas? I really like Rattlesnake. Mm. Rattlesnake is beautiful. Um, what else? Dang, I've done so many hikes. Right? <laughs> I actually just like doing road trips. Like, yeah. t- get in the car. You can go to Canada, and that's yeah. three hours. Canada's you can go far. to Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's three hours. And just, like, experience even the black experience out in Portland. There's a black experience in Toronto. I mean, not Toronto, Vancouver, you know? So road trips are great. Just, you can Google search nature. I don't, I can't, I can't think of it. For sure, for sure. Beside a rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah. My favorite spots are, are more like the... In the in the city, see that's the cool thing about Seattle is like we actually have nature parks in the city, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like a combination of nature and city. So I'm a big fan of Seward Park, okay, and uh, Discovery Park. I really like Alki too. Alki, of course. Alki oh. is a beautiful beach. Alki, I mean, if you want if you want to <laughs> see black people, if you want to look where all the black people are at, you go to Al- go to Alki Beach in the summer. In the summer, where they driving all their cars. Right. Back you want to find you want to find black folks. Go to Alki <laughs> Beach in the summer. <laughs> You will yes. be satisfied. You yes. will get your full black experience there. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. What affirmations are going to lead? Yes, today? yes, yes. I am Seattle. I am black. Yes, yes. I am black Seattle. Yeah. Okay, period. Period. <laughs> period, poo. Listen, I am at home. Yeah. I like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. Well, I love you guys. And I, and listen, <laughs> I thought you going to add to right, it. Right, I was like, we would feed it you, each usually, other. you usually add to it. You usually, you know, end it off all right. sending love and light and all that uh, shit. Hello? <laughs> well, I love you guys. I'm sending you guys happiness, reinsurance, yes. understanding of your home, okay? Yes, yes, And love and positivity. And thank you all for tuning in. You guys are amazing. Yes, all in abundance, folks. Till next time. Thank you for listening. See you later.